0: Oh, welcome to the first of the Farringdon specials, a number of which we'll be doing throughout the year. We'll be focusing on a particular aspect, something more detailed than what you normally find in the Farringdon local show, delving a little bit deeper and speaking to people and uh, giving them a bit more scope to develop their subjects. And this particular episode is going to be based around the Farringdon Brewery down at the Swan Pub in Park Road, which I don't know if many of you know, it closed, uh, I think, uh, last summer for refurbishment and reopened again in about August last year. Now, I don't know if many of you uh, know here in Frandon, but uh, more pubs have seemed to have closed and opened uh, in the last uh, 20 years that I've been here. I mean, how many of you remember the Pink Elephant in Coxwell Street and the Butcher's Baker's Arms in Ferndale Street, the Bull in London Street? Names from the past that are with us no more. But the founding brewery's reopened, and I suppose you could say it's a quiet revolution taking place there now. Obviously, they're brewing their own beer, so I popped down there and spoke to the landlord and head brewer, Sean Sapstead, who will be able to give us a... Some descriptions and ideas of what's actually happening and how he's managing the brewery. I'm down at the uh, the Swan down in Park Road, where I'm chatting to Sean Sapstad, who's the head brewer and general manager at Founden Brewery at the Swan, uh, at the Swan Pub. So, Sean, can you tell us the, a, bit, a bit about the history? I believe uh, you've set up here or got things going in August last year. Can you just tell us how things actually got off the ground and how you decided to to pursue this as a as a micro brewery as opposed to a, a a usually managed pub-ready, so to speak.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really a company thing. We're a, part a company called Oak Taverns, and we have many, many tenancies throughout um, coming down from Norfolk right away across to this part of the country, down to Stroud. And we decided, although we're taking on various tenancies, that the, the company's ethos was to try to try getting into the microbrewery, and It seems to be the very modern thing to do. Um, we like the traditional ethos of having a good old-fashioned pub without mm. your jukeboxes, without your pool tables, uh, without Put me bluntly screaming youngsters sure. where people can yeah. come in of various ages come in have a good pint of home brewed beer on site and a selection of other locally brewed beers come in have a nice little time perhaps have a little bite to eat and feel yeah very comfortable place to sit and eat They can have a chat. So in here, we get many, many couples that come in. We get single ladies on their own that feel quite comfortable. Don't feel they're out of place here. We get guys come in and just chat with their mates, and they come in and sample the beers. And that's what the ethos was about. I see. So you're you're the head brewer. Does that mean you've got
0: many years' experience behind you? No, no, no. I mean it's
1: fairly it's fairly (laughs) new to me. I mean I'm on a you know I'm the head brewer because I'm the brewer here. But it's 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 a never-ending process. It's like it's like being a chef. Sure. when you're a yeah. chef you can keep going on forever and ever and ever and learning new new phases or new styles of cooking and it's very much that with brewing um, because we're a microbrewery it's not like your big you know your large breweries um, that might brew 2,000 barrels a day sure this one here we've got a two plant brewery so each brew is one barrel a barrel is 36 gallons mm-hmm. so our brew does four nines and each brew as much as you keep I like a recipe card which includes your ingredients your chemicals everything else the next one that you, that you brew next week, even if you try to brew the same, doesn't mean to say it's going to come out identical sure, to the one you previously yeah. um, <clears throat> and That's probably the whole, the exciting bit about brewing. Absolutely, absolutely that's why people
0: like, from, from Canberra who likes to travel around want to uh, get a flavour of a, a local brewery in Oxfordshire as opposed to a local brewery in Gloucester slightly different maybe slightly different this week to when it was last week yeah maybe. i
1: mean we, we you know we're obviously we, not the hot liquor we use or the hot water that we use we boil the water up the water's very very funny around Baron and certainly around here mm. one day a little bit limey the next day anything. Really. so we obviously put a water treatment in the water but yeah you know if we if we boil it for that five minutes too much or we put it in the mashing tun. Ten minutes too much or ten minutes too less, it can make a difference on the sugars that are coming out the the the, the malt. Sure, um, yeah, and yeah. that makes a, a significant difference. Although it's the malt that give the colour and give the natural sugars that turn that you add the yeast to to turn into mm. into alcohol. It's your hops that give it the bitterness, the length sure. of hops and the time of yeah, hops and the style yeah. of hops um, that you're putting in. But everything makes a difference, and uh, and we're currently and we're currently brewing at the moment. Um, and then part of the brewing process is uh, that you don't know it's going to come out until it's actually gone through the fermentation okay. and then look at it and say oh hold well, on this looks a bit darker than the last one we did last week or it looks a little bit lighter and you know that six days down the line it could actually if it was too dark become a bit lighter just because it's maturing
0: You were saying just earlier on just before we got the recorder going that you got things going and then there was a bit of a problem perhaps you weren't brewing enough we, you or the demand was there yeah, but you weren't I perhaps meeting how has that changed obviously this is new to Farringdon so I there's think, been interest there I think, isn't I think there? The,
1: pro- the problem has been that um, we're still trying to run a pub as well yeah so we're still trying to run a business and the previous manager phenomenal manager um, was so engrossed and obviously trying to build up the customer trade that we felt that there wasn't enough brewing coming out many many times you've got people an example, we had a gentleman come one day from, from Cardiff. Mm. He got trained from Cardiff to Swindon, got a bus from Swindon to, got, to come here, well, got here to try a run of her own beers, didn't want to have one available. Wasn't oh, one on. No. And, and, and that was just one typical example yeah. of how far people yeah. from the would go to, you know, yeah, yeah. to do the re-allowing. We felt that people were being turned away all the time. Mm. So it, it's twofold. If you want to increase the trade, you've got to have the products. Sure. We are the Farrin and Brewery. And because we're the Farrington Brewer, we need to get the beer going. Mm -hmm. We need to have it available. So we thought, okay, what do we do? So my company asked me to come in, commit myself to here, which is what I'm doing. My average brew time is three weeks to get a beer up and running. Um, And that's what we're doing. So I've continually gone on and on and on. Two weeks ago we launched Young Rosie. Phenomenal success, the Four Nines went straight away that week. Mm -hmm. Last Friday we launched uh, Black Swan Mild. We're on to our fourth barrel now. Tonight we launch Golden Swan. Right. Okay. So we're doing Golden Swan and a tie night. Just trying to get people in. It's not about the character. About coming in, trying the beer.
0: How many of your own beers do you have on tap
1: available? At the moment, there's only one. Tonight there will be two with the new one as well. Yeah. Um, And it's just about the process now. What we're trying to do is build up a stock. Sure. Um, And that's what we need to have. So if someone comes and enjoys that beer. I'm not going to run out of it. Then I can yeah. put another barrel on and another barrel on another barrel. So it's all about stocking up now. So if each brew takes three weeks minimum yes. to get going, I've got to build at least 21 days stock before uh, brewing again to yeah. get it going again and again and again. How and that's long, the process we How in.
0: long will it last if you, once, you, once you've brewed it and it's there? I understand the difference between that and other beers where well, yeah, yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't that, hang around forever can. you? Like lagers they'll last forever but yeah. even
1: even a good beer will, will will stay down in the cellar as long as it's kept cool it will keep for you know 5 6 months quite easily. Oh right. Easy, oh well I see, yeah she so so can, can definitely clear, build up you a can stock reopen then. It and re it again. Oh, yeah That's yeah. not a problem. Um my main function is that we're brewing not to to literally have a spare barrel and sell it to someone else it's about brewing for this place here. Sure. And, keeping it and serving it to the customers. And to be deadly honest, it's turning out phenomenal because it, it's, it's going on and it's going on and it's going on. And as right. fast as I'm doing them, um, as fast as I'm doing them, the beer is going. And right. we've had such a great um, reply from customers because I have a comment box on, on the bar and say mm. to people, give us um. your comment. I don't yeah. know what the comment is. Yeah. In fact, I've not had one negative comment. Oh, that's good that Rosie to Rosie flew out and they said, God, this is like a bitter should be. It's a bitter bitter yeah, yeah. as a proper one. There's nothing weird and wonderful about it. The Black Swan Mild is a very modern mild. It's clean. It's refreshing. It's not overly heavy. Oh, God, that's good. It's yeah. a lovely flavor. It's a ruby color. It's dark. It's got that little bit of a color to it. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. And that's the response there. And I can't wait for the tonight's response with the Golden Swan when it comes out.
0: A couple of weeks later, I, I went back to the Swan to try and track down a couple of customers who can give me some comments on, uh, on Young Rosie or whatever beer was available, because uh, the first time I managed to go back, actually, there wasn't any of their own beer available at night, again, just to go to show how popular things are. But I did manage to uh, find a couple of uh, customers uh, sat in the corner, uh, Keith, Neil, Graham and Ray, who initially sounded as if they knew what they were talking about, and I thought, oh, I found the right customers here. He seems to go down a little bit. I think they were picking phrases out of thin air. But uh, when they realised uh, what I was trying to find out, they did manage to give me a couple of interesting comments to make about young Rosie.
1: Gentle shades of grapefruit from you, say.
0: Gentle shades of grapefruit from the man in the corner there. I wasn't getting grapefruit. Do you like grapefruit? No, I,
1: know, yeah. I think it, it is a bit... Would food. I be so right in saying? I think it is a bit yeah, nutty. It's, it's extremely uh, uh, quaffable. I don't like you know, those. Bit it's nutty. It's um, it um, a bit of that licorice it, it, taste as well.
0: Yeah, a bit of licorice. There. It is beer, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it's not it's been made out of something else. It's like a
1: you? words have you? use that word. Come and paste the words. A little bit treacly. Yeah? Some lime syrup as well for me take that as well. It's yes. traditional. It tastes like beer. Yeah, it does. Beer that's before it. Before I started drinking yeah, beer, yeah, that's it. He's got I don't know. It, it tastes kidding. like beer. Great... Is it? Well, that's... This is no, it no, how no, you actually, imagine yeah. the Second World War, War
0: was one? This is the one. Really? It's, it's, original it's, original it's is that kind. It's that kind of beer. You know, it's like you know, it's flat. It's warm. Imagine the Americans are making it. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the sort of the my brandy something.
1: So, young Rosie, what's your view on young Rosie then, Andrew? it's um it's like a taste from the 1950s that's what
0: we said well uh, as you can hear i think the essence of what they were saying is that uh, young rosie's a, t- a traditional beer harking back to times uh, times gone and i also managed to have a word with danny who helped sean run the swan pub and she told me about the success of young rosie and uh, why there was no no beer available the first time i went down there and also where the name young rosie came from Say that again. So the last time Young Rosie was on, uh, we went through about four barrels in six days. So it was popular then. Well, yeah, it really hit the spot. Barrels, six times, so we went yeah. through it pretty quickly. And this is only just come online yesterday, was yesterday, it? Last
1: evening.
0: And how many? How much has been made so far? <laughs> How much, what was the batch? How big is the batch? Uh, we've got
1: another four barrels, and
0: we've got through almost one already. So how people. So how did they, um, they come by the name Young Rosie for this particular beer? Well, the other pub that Sean runs has a girl called Rosie who works out in the kitchen. She's like a daughter that he never had. All right. So he's uh, named it after her, and she helped him make it, and he told her how to do it. Oh, excellent. Well, that's nice to know. After making what perhaps could be described as a hesitant confession as regards my interest in beer... I am about his background as being a, a head brewer, uh, and you'll be able to hear from the enthusiasm the way he describes it. It could almost, uh, in fact, uh, I think it could actually change this lager drinker into a beer drinker. So what... Your actual background, I mean, the way you're dis- describing the beer, is it, um, I've got to admit, and you're probably going to want to lynch me and say, I'm a lager drinker, so I'm sorry. So, sorry. so you're describing it in such a lovely way. Almost makes me <laughs> want to drink it myself. Well, but have th- th- you got think, a real interest in well, beer? Yeah, I, mean, I mean,
1: I think my interest is, is, is uh, I always started with wine. Right. I've been in the industry for quite a few years now, um, although I have a, a major security background. And my interest is in with wine, and, and with wine, every every bottle of wine taste different, there's something distinguished about wines and it's about acclimatizing your palate. To me, without being rude to anybody out there, a lager is a lager, it's a Mm -hmm. gassy drink that might have a bit of flavor, may not have a bit of flavor. So me, a real ale has something very distinctive and I then put that on parity with a wine. Sure. So a certain beer can taste of this, it can taste of the water, the spring water's been used, or the stone water, it can taste of that more, it can taste chocolatey, it can taste coffee, it can taste Mm -hmm. very hoppy. They're very, very different and very much like a wine is. And it's sure. about acclimatising people and saying to them, well, hold on, try it. Yeah, just yeah. have a little sip of the froth off the top of it, quaff a good, yeah. good mouthful and, yeah. you know, taste that taste. And since I've been coming here, I mean, I only drink a very small amount of beer. I, I, I do like my, my wine. And since I've been here, I'm tasting every little brew that we're doing. I'm listening to people's response. I'm watching the, watching the expressions on their faces sure. as they're tasting it. Yeah. And, and I'm finding that people are actually now drinking another drop and then a second mm. drop and a third drop. And they're going, oh, do you know what? That taste, tastes a bit smoky, that little smoky yeah, aftertaste. Yeah. This is exactly the same you're going to get from a wine. And that's where my enthusiasm is coming you're from. You're inviting people into it. your world then, coming, really, aren't you? And what yeah. I do, I invite them to taste it. They don't have to buy a pint. I'll give them a little taste of shot glass, and say, yeah. try that beer, have a little yeah. taste of it. That one mareful will, will, will burst with millions of different flavours in there. And yours isn't going to be the same different flavours you're tasting as sure. what I'm tasting, like yes. the wine does. Yeah. But if you like what you're tasting, then surely you want to try it again have a pint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's really the enthusiasm comes out. Of it. It's people enjoying, and more so because I'm brewing it.
0: Oh, so there's my satisfaction right. yeah. there of them
1: saying, "Oh God, that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that." Um, and that's where it comes from. It's just the enthusiasm bubbles out. Could we possibly look down and you're, how you see what you're doing? I can show you briefly because
0: we are brewing out there. Yeah, you can. I can show you. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay. Now, I suppose I could say at this stage that uh, Sean took me down his back passage, yeah. but that would be a wholly inappropriate turn to be using here on Farringdon Radio. It's not very BBC. Not that we're claiming to BBC, be BBC here. But as you will gather, as uh, we entered the brewery, opened the door, the sense, the impact of the aroma and the heat coming from within the brewery, um, very, give a very strong indication of uh, what Sean was going to be describing to me in there. He still the front.
1: Yeah. So there's brewing going on at the moment. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you can smell the You Smell smell okay.
0: as you walk straight in the room, can't you? And it feels warm yeah, as well, no. doesn't it? actually feel the heat. Yeah, you feel the heat
1: in here. Okay, so I'll tell you what we've done today. So these, you've got fermentation vessels. Okay. At the moment, we've racked up fresh beer. Mm-hmm. This has gone into its barrels. So this is young Rosie. It's gone into the barrels that's gonna go down in the cellar, that's gonna go down for a minimum of two weeks in the cellar to cool down, settle down, clear itself. Um, if I if I sort of um, bent in that now, be very, very green. It would be yeah. beer, you'd taste it, but yeah. it still be green, it's too fresh. Right. So it needs time.
0: So how long does that need, do you say, to keep down there?
1: Another couple of weeks. Another couple of the weeks. The longer, the yeah. better. Oh, right, okay. Well, I mean, it will come out after two, two weeks. It's yeah. not even settling, it's gone through the, the brewing process, gone through the fermentation process, it's cooled down, it's now yeah. gone into the barrel. When it goes down to the another couple of weeks and then it'll come out and we'll start serving it mm-hmm. but i could leave it there four weeks five weeks six weeks sure. seven weeks no yeah. problem yeah this other fermentation vessel here so in in
0: this room we've got four we've got five five tanks five containers
1: five tanks yeah.
0: and and one says hot liquor on it hot it's, liquor
1: is boiling water Oh, that's all it is. Oh, so clearly. So, the is your hot water.
0: Right, That's okay. what it's
1: called with my measurements on the side, so I know how many litres I'm going through a process. And is
0: that tap water or? Yes, yes, yes. Just straight tap
1: water. It, it obviously gets filtered as it comes in and goes through the yeah. processes. That's okay. hot water. We boil it up, get it up to temperature, that then goes down to the next tub, which is the mash tun. Okay. Okay, so at the moment, that's full up.
0: Mash tun. Mash tun. What, so was
1: that? It's a tub. It's, it's a it mashing tub. turned. You know? It's just, you know, I, I uh, don't. But it's just something that's, that's always what, been there. Okay. At the moment, in there is all the, is all the. i will mean, show you very briefly. Yeah. Looks like, like. So that's um, all your, that's all like your a porridge, porridge sort of. Yeah, yeah. It is effectively call it a porridge. Yeah. yeah. So what's happened? You've got just under thirty kilos of mixed barley in there at the moment, mm-hmm. and that's going to make Black Swan mild.
0: Black Swan
1: mild. Mild. Then okay. which is on sale at the moment. It goes in there for a, approximately an hour and a half. And what it's done, the hot water that is in there is breaking up, i.e. the kernels or the seeds or the barley, bringing out all those sugars. Mm-hmm. All those sugars. We put some dark in there. That brings out the darkness in there as oh, well. Yeah. So that'll yeah. make it a darker beer. If we didn't want a darker beer, we just do pow barley. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. So
0: it's the barley that gives it the...
1: Yeah, it's giving the the colour. Yeah. The darker we've got in there, the darker the beer's going to be. And where do you get your
0: barley from, then?
1: I I get it from another supplier. I get it from another pub that's got a microbrewery, because he gets it in the bulk, and it's cheaper for me to do it through him, because he gets it. Yeah. So again, I'm buying all mine from Mm. the Arms. Oh, right. Is there
0: a? I dare say An understanding, or with with people in, in this area of work who... We're we're together. I mean, it's not competition. Then sounds like there's no
1: competition. We're all about beer. We're all about real now promoting me now, mm. um, the Radnor, Arms selling his beer here. Oh, right, he comes yeah. down, we, we sit down, we, we chat about what I want to do. I can use all these many, many years of, uh, of experience because he's got the yes. crown in sleeve as well. Sure, yeah. So use yes. that experience, going are here, we'll come out, he'll get his sleeves dirty, same as I do, and we get the beer going. And afterwards, they, we'll sit down and have a beer together and go, oh, this is good, Or oh, yeah. it's a bit better than my one, you know, <laughs> we'll chat about it, and that's great. <laughs> and who's that
0: from the Radnor Arms then, that's, who's that? Alan. Alan from the Radnor Arms. Alan the Radnor Arms. Sure.
1: Um, so I get it from him. So at the moment this is all in there. This is going to boil for 90 minutes, sorry not boil, this is just going to break up all the sugars for 90 minutes. <coughs> That's the second tub. The third tub is going to be the copper. Now in the copper, this liquid is going to be pumped through a system into the copper, obviously minus the barley.
0: So they the same size tubs, are they? Or do they just higher it? well, yeah, like...
1: it's, it's just higher up. It, it, yeah. it's, there's a lot more liquid coming through. So what we do, there's a lot more liquid gets added. This right. is only half the amount of liquid in there because we want to break up. That's wildly. in the first mash toe. There's another 140 litres of water going to be added to that. Oh, so you, uh, get,
0: so you get the first lot goes into goes the mash in tub. but when it goes into the copper, another, more water goes from water straight to the, from the hot to Just up. inside there's a spinner. Yeah, I see. And as yes. you're
1: pumping it through, that's spinning through, putting water through, like rinsing, rinsing it through to all, all the sugars. Still in the mash
0: tub getting all the sugar through the bottom, through the filter into here, so you can double that amount of liquid. And then that comes into the copper. Comes
1: into the copper, and into the copper, in here we add the hops. Okay. Not a large amount of hops, the hops are for the bitterness, that's for Mm. your bitter taste. So that's where your taste comes in. And you can adjust that by the different hops that you use. Fuggles, Goldins, Cascade. And so forth. There's American hops that will make it lighter and more fruitier. So right. if, depending on which hops you want to do, how you yeah. want the beer to be, do you want yeah. it to be fruity, fruity, citrusy, grapefruity, right? Bitter. And bitter how beer, do
0: you so. decide what it's going to be? Is it like a
1: what's well, or is it a case it's just of just like being going to try? I'm going to conjure up something new today. Right. This is what I'm going to do. Sure. And I'm going to use that 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 ingredients to conjure up that, and let's see what it tastes like at the end. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the way it is with brewing obviously your big breweries they get after a while they've got their little cards that they keep a record of what's happening probably press a button it mixes it automatically for them and that's the way it goes Sure. with micro breweries we keep our own cards and we say okay we're going to put two kilos of this and two kilos of that and 250 grams of that Card, you I mean, it's like the, like the recipe. It's a recipe. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's a recipe. Yeah. yeah. And then next time, I know if I want to try and replicate that beer, mm. I've already written down that it was ninety minutes in that, it was sixty minutes in there, that, and yeah. it was that yeah. amount of liquid, in it. and that's a way you should be able to, near yeah. enough, replicate exactly the same as what the previous one was. Got you right. So it comes into the copper, and this is where we boil it away again for about another hour and a half. Okay. Depending, six yeah. an hour and a half, depending on what you're brewing. And actually boil, boil, up to boiling point. Oh yeah, this comes up to boiling point and this yeah. will boil away. There's two heaters in here. Oh right, okay. Like like your normal airing cupboard heaters. Yeah, yeah. They'll boil it away, keep it going, keep it deep going. We've got the steam arm that takes it outside, so all the steam is going outside. That boils away. So that steam arm, would that send... That's just, saying just the water Would steam that send a smell outside, Is it? No, it's just no. evaporation. It's just just evaporation. evaporation. There might be a very light smell, but it's more about the evaporation sure, than anything. Yeah. Otherwise, you can imagine this room would be drenched yes, with yeah. condensation. No,
0: I'm just wondering, do... Sometimes when you're in towns, where there are big breweries, you can smell it?
1: You'll get a very slight hint of a, of a smell out here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's because we're on very small production, sure. and there's nothing significant. Yeah. So okay. this goes through the copper process. The third process you're going to go to, sorry, the fourth process you should say you go to is the fermentation vessel. Okay. And what happens, your, your, your hot liquid now from the copper will go through a cooling system mm-hmm. that pumps cold water around with the hot, water, with the hot liquid. It doesn't touch. Okay. This cools it down to a certain yeah. temperature. So at the moment it's just come off of a boil. We we'll turn it off of a boil. Mm-hmm. Depending on what beer you have, you would then add some more hops. Right, okay. If it's a malt, I don't want to add any more hops. If it's an old mild one, I don't want to add add any more hops. If it was a straightforward bitter, I'd add just some hops, but they're called aroma hops. The Same hops as what you might have put into the beer originally and boiled them all down, but this one, what this does, it gives it the aroma as you pour it out, that little bit as you you cough that first pint and you get that little bit of head in there in your mouth. That's that's your aroma. Okay. A little bit of smell. Um, It goes through a cooling system. Again, the liquids don't mix. They just run parallel through coils. Can I ask? I can see on this fourth tank now
0: there isn't an automatic pipe connection. It seems like you've you you, you, you have to pump it. You have to connect it to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Is that why? Is that particular? Because
1: because it's easier to filter. You can clear that quite easily. Oh, I see. There's no contamination going to come across. Yes. So in here you've got the hops. We don't want the hops to come back in here. In here we want the raw liquid. Sure. Okay. So it goes through a filter system pumps through a line, goes through a cooler, comes into the fermentation vessel. Into the fermentation vessel we put the hot liquid, once it's cooled down it goes into here and we add the yeast. Mm-hmm. Now the yeast is the most important part. Sure. The yeast um, companies like White, Whitehorse they use dry yeast, they don't then crop it afterwards it's thrown away and they use the dry list mix every time. I use a, a liquid mix and at the moment my mix has come off of previous brews that I've had and you can get twenty uh, right. to thirty times use out of each brew. Right. At the moment that pot sitting on top <coughs> yeast is live active yeast that's not contaminated. So how do you get I crop it off after it's finished? Well
0: on the top. You just it's scrape it off. You
1: scrape it off. Wow, right. In hygiene conditions, glass, yeah, yeah. make sure you're, you're very yeah. clean and, and what happens is you put that yeast in, mix it into the hot liquid in here, you put your lid in. You put your temperature probe in there that's going to keep it up to temperature, which is about 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. And you just leave it. And mm-hmm. you make it fairly airtight and you leave it. And every day, over a period of a week, you come out, you check the gravity every day and it should be coming down. And what that means by gravity is that the yeast is eating away at the sugar and mm-hmm. turning it into alcohol. Right. So every day you're looking for it oh, this is really, really frothy underneath this lid. And it's bubbling away and bubbling away because it's active, it's live, it's getting warmer going into the sugar, taking that, that sugar, turn it into alcohol, and that's your beer forming. How do you measure the gravity? Okay, very, very briefly. I have a long plastic mm-hmm. tube, which is a measuring jug. I have a gravity tester. It looks like right. a, a long thermometer. Sure. Um, it's yeah. got a red mark, and this is the customs exercise. This is a Batman's one, so this is a true reading. Okay. You get your, your volume of liquid in here, in the pot, you put the... So you've got there. a
0: long, like, plastic test it's, 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 tube. It's something. like a test tube.
1: It effectively is a test tube. And you fill that up with the, your... Fill your it up your, with the hot liquor. i hot some hot liquor out or some of the, the fermented liquor out. I put the probe inside, and it's like a, a temperature um, um, probe, but what it does, it measures the volume. Um, it floats. And where it floats is right. where you're, you, 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 you are. So if it says 1050, then it's... 1050, that's what the reading is. Right. If I go tomorrow, it might come down to 1040. Sure. And what that means is that the volume, the liquor is being turned from sugar yeah. into So alcohol.
0: it's the height of that float,
1: that probe. Yeah. That you put where into where that the tube. float goes to. It's right. like a measuring stick, you'd say. Sure. Okay. But yeah. This is to deal with volume. And what that does, that by the end of the process, it might jump from 1050 down to 1040 to 1030 to 1020. And if it goes down to about 10, 10, 10, 11 on the particular beers I'm doing at the moment, it's finished. Right. That means the yeast will start dying itself back down. It's not bubbling so much.
0: But just go back to that, that, that is not the gravity 10.50, is it?
1: No, 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 oh. no. That's just, well, it's coming down. The gravity's coming down and down and down. But down. at
0: that moment in time, the gravity's 10.50. Yeah, it's quite high. So that would be an incredibly strong beer well, that has Fairly strong, yeah, yeah, fairly strong.
1: But the, the strength of the beer goes to the amount of mash tun I've got. Right, okay. The mash tun, because I have a very small mash tun, I'd need to put, the stronger beer is going to be the more amount of malt I'm putting in there. Okay. The more extraction you get from the malt. Because I have a limited one, I'm never going to get a very strong beer in this particular brewery, um, because I don't have the volume space. Right, okay. So that's what you measure your gravity, you then physically let it cool down. Okay. You crop it, you put some definings in there, um, and just let it settle down for a few more days to cool right down, it goes through a cooling ring, it's like a coil, a giant coil.
0: Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. So it cools down through
1: a cooling equipment. Um, it cools it down.
0: So it's like, a, I don't know, it must be about, what, about a three, three foot high? And about, yeah. about, about 18 inches in diameter in a whole and ring. And yeah.
1: uh, And it, just, puts, uh, it, it yes. just keeps running cold water around itself. That's all it does. And that cools down very, very quickly. And then it naturally, we turn the heaters down in the room because we keep them on to keep the room up to temperature while it's going through its process. They then cool down. And it cools down after the seventh day, even if it's turned into it's finished the gravity's got itself down after two or three days, Mm. we keep it there for seven days. On the seventh day, then we rack it into the barrels.
0: So do you detect the gap gravity again, do you check we look, the gravity? We've checked the
1: gravity, but when it's got down, you'll know when it gets down to a limit what it roughly is, again, by looking on your previous sheets. Yeah, you'll see yeah. the yeast has just died itself back down. It's done all its eating away and buying, oh, okay. biting away at the sugars. Well, what
0: are you generally aiming for in the gravity? What, what figure well, are you aiming Well, it depends for? what I'm looking for, what beer oh. I'm looking
1: for. Uh, currently, I'm looking for about
0: 10-11, 10-10. That's the bit I'm just, because uh, I say I'm not... Well, there's a
1: mathematical equation, You right, use yeah, a graph. Yeah. We use a graph and, I, and because it's, it's, it's new to me I get someone to work it out on the graph, they've got a graph, right. they work it out, but that will probably, this model will probably come out about a
0: 4%. Right, so the 4% isn't the same as gravity then?
1: Well, no, not quite. There's a mathematical equation. Because when you
0: see it advertised on things, it says gravity sometimes, and other times it, says, it does say percentage.
1: Yeah, so they're not always identical. They're not? No, right. they're not always identical. There's a mathematical equation that brings yeah. it down and works it out. Okay. And that's, uh, that's effectively what we do, and then we get it in the barrel. Right. Then it goes downstairs in the cellar, carries on cooling down, settles itself.
0: Now, as you could tell from my early confession, that I'm a lager drinker not a beer drinker. But I have always been interested to, uh, in the process of how beer is made, and it's at this point that I'm rather surprised about one particular ingredient that seems to be added to beer to give it the clear flavour, the clear look that uh, certain beers have.
1: Now, what we do as we're putting it into the barrel this is the most important we've got Isinglass in there. And Isinglass affects a fish gut. Ising. Isinglass. Well, what is it? So it's it's it... fish guts oh right fish guts oh and the story is do people know that uh, there's nothing <laughs> of it. the story is this, how i was told is many 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 hundreds of years ago mm. when all the old tribes were making beer and all that they used to carry in lever holders and different forms of, of carrying and uh, the ones that used to carry in the lining of large fish stomachs mm. kept longer right and cleared yeah. Whereas the ones that were kept in perhaps a leather pouch yeah. stayed quite cloudy and murky. Right. And this is the story, of, from what I'm told, it's going down okay. 10 years of yeah. brewers and such like, of how it was thought that this is the way of clearing it. Right. And it physically does. You buy it in large containers, 25 litre containers, you put literally per nine about three quarters of a pint in there as you're racking your beer into it. Sure. And then put it down the centre and it will bring everything down and down and down and then just clears it perfectly. and then ready for you to serve. Well, I
0: never knew that. That was definitely something new on me.
1: It's a very Mm. thick, near enough creamy Mm. substance. Um, It's clear, but it's got a little sheen to it. And that's what it does, and then brings it down. And then when you've got your barrel and you're ready to use your barrel, you um, vent it. So Mm. basically you put a spire, which is like a little um, plastic shive or wooden shive, pops in the top just to get the air into it. Mm -hmm. That then brings it back into condition. Mm-hmm. Print it up and condition, the air's going in, it's reacting a little bit. So when earlier when I spoke about green beer, if it's too sure, fresh, yes. that brings the air into it. You then put the tap in the front of it, about a day later, pour a bit off and it will taste good. But it'll still be a little bit green, the second one will get better, the third one will get better. Uh, As you get into the barrel it's getting better and better. The yeah. second barrel, if you have it on that day or the day after, will be even better than the first one, and so forth. But there will still be the same distinctive flavour about them, yes. about the beers. Yeah, it's just that they're getting a little bit more mellow in the taste. It's like a wine in the glass. Yeah, I when understand. About I understand and, yeah. Such like. yeah. and that's the brewing process. These wow. are hops.
0: Okay. Yeah, looks like uh, rabbit food
1: or something. <laughs> yeah. it? at,
0: are, these at are, this are, stage anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> these are hops. Very lightweight, smell. isn't it? Very, yeah, yeah. Just dried hops. Smell it, smell describe. it's described. <coughs> <Yeah. laughs> I shove it into my nose, really, that's, I? that's fresh hops. They're, they're yeah, dried when you buy them in, they're dried, and this is what gives you your bitterness or your aroma. That's your hops.
0: And um, do you... Is there a distinction between different types of hops that you can find
1: yeah, from different places? No, every, every different hop has a dist- mm. distinctive...
0: Uh, and and what's that what oh. hop is
1: that, though? Is this, that this, I mean? this one, gold. Gold. No, this is Fuggles, this one. F- fuggles. 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 Okay. Which goes in a lot of my beers. Uh, this one in the airtight container is Cascade. That's in the type container Cascade there. Uh, and then there's Goldings. And sometimes a mixture. Mm. But it really depends oh, right, on what yeah, I want to like, do. So really,
0: it's being like a cook, a chef then really, isn't it? It's you exactly really are, like a chef. What i do with yeah. the recipe. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm going to add a bit of
1: this and a bit of that, and that gives me that bit of flavour there. So a few spices here and a few spices there gives me that. It's the same with the hops.
0: Yeah, yeah. So do you get many people traveling to come and test it from far and well, wide? Well, yeah,
1: people on camera. example, last Saturday I had a coach party of 42, no, 44 people. Mm. And they came here presenting me with a big certificate. Yeah. And uh, I had to do a talk about real ale. You made that. sure you actually
0: had some on tap on that. Well, occasion. yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> I'm running out of one. as I was going on to the second one. But they came here and said, great, they thoroughly enjoyed it. They love the flavor. And these are um, rail ale people. Yeah. So they like the railways, they go round to all the pubs. Oh, the rail railway. real then. Yeah, said the Rail, real Rail, yeah. rail um, ale. Absolutely. Um, and they come round and I oh, did a talk and they spent an hour and a quarter here, uh, drank me fairly dry, went away to the next pub down the road and said, what phenomenal. So we get um, uh, camera come out in Coaches from Northampton, different parts of the country come then and they'll do a little route of all the local little microbreweries in Wiltshire come Gloucestershire, um, Finishing somewhere else and then going back to the end of that, and that's what they do. Mm. So, I get people from all over the country coming round, um, as well as people phone up and asking about it. I get yeah. people on the phone up and saying, Can you sell us one of your, your, your beer pump clips? And they're the ones that go gone the old fashioned hand pump, and then you clip that advertise your beer. Oh, right. We collect them. Can we have them? Have really? you got glasses? Yeah. Have you got your own glasses that are Farrington Brewery glasses? Can you send us one of them in the post? We'd appreciate it. Do you have them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have yeah, them in yeah. Farrington So, things yeah. like that and the pump clips. So, it's quite amazing, oh, you know, that, back yeah. in the pub you'll see a lot of the old uh, beers that I've, I've bought in to mm-hmm. try out little local owls. I keep all the pumpkins and put them up on the wall above, uh, up up high so people can see what they're coming in and what they've tried in the past.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay. And then
1: what we also do is have a little board up and saying, this is the next owl that's coming in, this is what it's out tastes like. Yeah. So let's yeah. advertise the, the future owls.
0: So, well, thanks very much, Sean, for uh, for talking to us and uh, okay. wish uh, Founding Brewery all success for the future.
1: Thank you very much.
0: All right. Cheers. Thank you. Well, I went back a couple of weeks later to continue my research into the Founding Brewery. Um, it's hard work being on Founding Radio doing this sort of research. Maybe there are some jobs available if anyone's interested out there. But I went back and asked him if he's got anything particular uh, new, anything he's developing at the moment. And uh, as you can see, we'll be able to hear, he's got an eye for the marketing aspect of his work. And he does have something special coming up for the 29th of April. So you got something special brewing for the royal wedding then coming up in a couple of weeks' time?
1: Yep, I've got a special brew. It's called Willie's Wobbler. It should be around four two four three, and it's going to be very biscuity. So it's got chocolate malt and caramel malt in it. So it should be very, very good. Got a good distinctive taste. Yeah, will that be available just on the day or beforehand? No, I'm, I'm going to keep it especially for the day, and Excellent. then it'll be on all weekend until it runs out. But there's four yeah. barrels of it down there. Excellent. All right. Thanks for that.
0: Well, I'm sure you can uh, appreciate from the enthusiasm that Sean puts to his work down there. That uh, even if you're not really a beer drinker, as you can tell from, from perhaps my interest there, uh, that perhaps having the odd tipple of something interesting that is uh, producing is uh, well, it's worth a visit, really, isn't it? And if you're looking for a particular day, then maybe the 29th of April, the Royal Wedding, may be the day to go down and try something new, Willie's Wobbler. Um, although from past experience, I think you're going to have to get there early. Don't wait towards the end of the weekend; it might not be around. So that's the end of our very first uh, special on Farringdon Radio. Hope you've enjoyed it. We've got a few more coming up and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you again in future. Thanks very much.